This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Roofmax, LL Flooring, and the Angie app. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Happy summer home improvement season. You know, I know it's not officially summer until, what, the 20th or so, but uh, I'm telling you, I see people uh, in the home centers Saturday mornings just filling up the backs of those SUVs with with lumber and nails and flooring and decking and plants. It's just so great to have this beautiful weather to spend time outside fixing up home sweet home. If you find that's where you are this weekend or maybe you're planning a trip and you're planning a project for sure and need a little help, reach out to us because that's what we do. We've been here for 20 years answering questions just like that. So whether it's your first time here in the show or maybe you've heard us for many, many years, we'd love to talk with you about the projects you're doing. You can reach us by clicking on the blue microphone button on moneypit.com or by calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Coming up on today's show, you might be ready for summer, but are your outdoor living spaces ready as well? Before you shift into summertime mode, we've got a pre-summer checklist to help make sure your house is as ready as you are for the season ahead. And heavy spring rains can find their way through your roof. That's why now is the perfect time for a roof inspection. We're going to share how you do that. And now that you've got your windows open more often, are you noticing they're not easy to get open and close? That could be a sign they weren't installed just right. But first, give us a call. Let us know what you are working on. I know I keep saying it's summer. It's just wishful thinking and super duper duper close. So what are you working on? What do you have planned for Father's Day? You need some help with a project or a gift idea? We're standing by to give you lots of help with that. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Shirley in Nebraska is on the line and has some issues with heating water. Tell us what's going on. You've had four in 28 years. That is an amazing turnover rate and not in a good way. No, it's not a good one. It's not. And when I talk to um, someone from our gas company, we have a maintenance thing with a gas company, and they said, well, the one thing is maybe, uh, I said, I thought with a water softener, you were supposed to be able to prolong the life of your appliances. And he said, well, maybe your salt level's too high. Our plumber does not think so. So I just kind of wondered what your take was on it. 
Okay, first of all, if you have city water, then you shouldn't need a water softener. You should just be able to work with that water right out of the tap. I think you've had extraordinarily bad luck having to replace the four water heaters in, in 28 years. If you feel that the water, even the city water, is a little bit hard, then, of course, you can use a water softener. And you might want to consider use, using one that is uh, a no-salt water softener if corrosion is is a concern. There's a product called Easy Water that uses electricity to polarize the hard water minerals inside and uh, force them to not stick to the sides of pipes and faucets and fixtures. So that's another option as well. But uh, the next time you buy a water heater, um, I would look for one that's got the best warranty because you haven't had very good luck with this, and uh, at least it'll be covered. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. All right, now we're going to chat with Jason, who's got some noisy plumbing. That is never any fun. What's going on? Started about a month ago, but when we fill up the master bathroom's tub, it sounds like the whole house is vibrating and shaking, and the cold water supply seems to, like, spit from the other sinks. Do we have to call somebody in, or is that an easy fix? So, Jason, I know this is uh, kind of freaking you guys out because you've probably never experienced it. It's actually a pretty common problem. There's a couple of causes of this kind of noise, like sort of a loud vibration when the water's being filled. It often happens in homes that have excessively high water pressure. So you ought to just double check that your water pressure is between about 40 and 60 PSI coming into the house. Um, But I think the cause of it is probably a bad washer in the faucet itself. If the washers get sort of... um, out of shape, if they break, if they get mineral deposits on them, if they kind of get out of alignment, they actually vibrate as the water goes over them. And that causes that like really crazy kind of loud pulsing sound. And because you probably have copper pipes, it echoes and it sounds worse than it is. Solution is pretty easy to take the faucet apart and replace the washer. But um, if you've never done this before, you may find it a little bit challenging But that's generally what the solution is. You replace that washer, or if you find that it's caked up with mineral deposits, you can also soak it with vinegar and white vinegar, and that will melt them away and put the whole thing uh, back together. And you should be good to go and have a much quieter experience in filling up that tub going forward. Well, I mean, it's never going to be, you know, a quiet experience taking a bath the way it is now. (laughs) No relaxing for you. Shirley in Oregon's on the line with a solar panel question. How can we help you? Hi. Yes, I had um, heard that with solar panels or solar shakes on the roof, that if you had a fire, the fire department would not be able to start fighting that fire until the sun went down because you're actually creating electricity. (laughs) And I just was considering putting solar, and I just wanted to make sure if that is correct, that they didn't want to get the water on anything that was actively creating electricity. So let's just think about this, Shirley. Your house is on fire. The fire department pulls up. They spot the solar, the solar panels and say, ah, you know what? We'll be back, say what, six thirty, seven o'clock? Sun should be down by then. Then we'll take care of it. That's what I thought was ridiculous. That's <laughs> yeah. why I'm thinking, why is anybody doing solar if that's the case? Is no, that- I mean, look, there's electricity all throughout your house. Why would electricity on the roof have, be any different? If electricity is a concern, the fire department's going to go over and turn the power off. They'll pull the meter. Well, they said that solar creates its own electricity, so even if the meter was turned off or pulled, that it still would be creating. Is that not correct with the solar? Let's think about what you're saying. You can fight a a fire in a power plant if you had to. Okay. 
So this is not an issue. Uh, somebody's pulling your leg, Shirley, okay? Well, I think it was just somebody that was kind of ignorant, and I said I, I couldn't hardly believe it, but I was going to ask before I did. <laughs> Thank you. Shirley, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T, MONEYPIT. Now we've got Mike in Wisconsin on the line with an interesting mix of materials on a foundation. Tell us what's going on. Well, we bought this old farmhouse, and well, we've been in it for 20 years now, but Whoever, the person before us covered this nice stone foundation with half-inch plywood that was not treated. Wow. And then, and then they made strips out of, out of the same plywood as bats to go over the seams. Needless to say, it's all rotting out. I mean, they did have half-inch that foil covered half-inch foam board behind it, but 
Wow. I need something that's going to be uh, hold up to the weather and I'd pull that I'd pull that con- that that wood off and evaluate the foundation. If it's deteriorated, you might need to clean it and restucco the whole thing. That's that's all I would do there. I wouldn't put any kind of siding back on it. They probably just thought that it looked good or something of that nature and decided that uh, they were going to well, dress it up with that. Yeah, they were going to dress yeah. it up with that T111 uh, siding, but obviously that was a disaster waiting to happen, and now it's happened, and it's in your house. Well, it wasn't even the T111. It was just half-inch plywood, and they painted it. Oh, well, <laughs> of course. But, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the round type field stone. It's not the flagstone. Well, that could be very attractive. Yeah, I'm like, that's well, beautiful. Well, that's what I was thinking, but yeah. you know, I, I need to evaluate it, but I thought I was listening to you last week, and I figure, well, let me get some ideas. Yeah, take a look at it. I mean, if it's the Fieldstone, the Fieldstone looks good. You may need to repoint the joints, uh, you know, with some additional cement. But that could be a very, very attractive foundation. Thanks for the help. (laughs) Good luck with that project. Well, summer may mean vacation time for you, but it doesn't mean time off from home maintenance, particularly if you want to make your home more enjoyable when you have family and friends over for those summer barbecues. Here are five easy-to-dos to help you get your house ready for a season of summertime fun. First of all, set up your lawn for success. Now, the warm weather season is all about being outside, so watering and mowing the lawn and taking care of general yard cleanup is a priority. In general, you want to water two or three times a week and cut your grass to about two and a half to three inches high to keep it healthy. If you've got a sprinkler system, you want to check those sprinkler heads to make sure that they're working and that they're aimed correctly. And there's even smart sprinklers, which can help by automatically adjusting your watering based on the weather. And that can happen even while you're on vacation. Now, next, you want to step up your deck. You want to repair or replace any damaged floorboards or fence posts on your deck or porch. Then you want to keep it looking fresh by using cleaners or a pressure washer to give your wood surface a fresh look. Now, the same goes for any fencing around your property. You're going to want to repair or replace or maintain any sections of fence or posts that need attention. And if the sections have settled and are sitting too close to the ground, undercut them to maintain a three to four inch clearance. Now, this is going to help prevent sections from rotting or attracting wood destroying insects, not only to improve its appearance, but also to provide some security for your home as well. Now, next up, you want to fix your ceiling fan. If you're lucky enough to have a summer room with a ceiling fan, now is the time to clean the blades. There's nothing better than relaxing on your deck or porch under the breeze of a fan. So before you turn them on for the season, dust off the top of the blades so they're not spreading dust and pollen. And then be sure the blades are tilted in the right direction to give you a cooling airflow. Most ceiling fans have a small reversing switch in the side of the motor, and that's going to change the blade direction for the season. And next, let's talk about bugs. They are very, very common in the summer, so you want to eliminate any standing water in your yard where pesky mosquitoes might breed. Be sure to clean out gutters and downspouts so they're not going to clog or create any additional pools of water. Now, if you've got a screened-in porch, now's a great time to check that screening for holes and tears and to keep out any bugs or insects that might find their way through. In addition to eliminating that standing water around your property and protecting yourself, of course, with mosquito repellent, you can also actually disrupt the mosquito life cycle by using a mosquito trap like a Dynatrap. This is a really effective trap that essentially will disrupt that life cycle of the mosquito and result in far fewer being able to actually be hatched. 
All right. Now, lastly, you want to step up your patios and walkways. If you're seeing any cracks in that driveway or patio or walkway, it is better to fix them now before they get worse when the colder temperatures become more of a hazard. And speaking of walkways, you're going to want good outdoor lighting for those warm summer nights. Make sure things are well lit to keep the area safe as well as attractive from sunup to sundown. Carolyn, Arkansas is on the line with a septic system question. How can we help you today? Okay, I have a septic system, and uh, we've had a lot of rain here. Um, oh, probably the last maybe three months or so, it's been like a lot of rain. And I'm in the uh, kind of the rice land of Arkansas. It's very uh, wet ground. Okay. So anyway, um, I was having trouble when I would flush the commode. Uh, it now never ran over, which I'm very grateful for, but... The water wasn't going down, okay? And, I mean, it would go down eventually, but maybe take 20 minutes or more. Okay, does everything else in your house drain normally? Is it only the commode that you're having a problem with? It's, uh, well, the commode and um, and the, the sink in the bathroom. Well, but do we know that it's the septic system? There could be an obstruction in the drain, and that's the first thing I'd look at. Okay. Um, I did have uh, some fellows out and a uh, reputable uh, company, and they did pump out um, 120 gallons. Well, you're, that's but that you're, you're always going to have 120 gallons. The septic tank fills up with water. It overflows into the field, so pumping out 120 gallons doesn't really tell me anything. What I want you to do is to have the lines checked because I suspect there's nothing wrong with your septic that you may have an obstruction. Let me tell you a a story about a guy who had a a toilet that was having a slow drain problem. Um, This guy was having a party and was doing this big cleanup for, you know, before all the relatives showed up the next day. And so the toilet backed up. And so he figured out that he thought it was a, a root problem. And so he got up early the next morning and dug this huge hole in his ground to get down to this pipe and then snaked it one way, snaked it the other way, couldn't find any roots in the way, went back into the bathroom, decided that the obstruction had to be between the hole that he dug in his ground and the bottom of the toilet. And so he took the toilet tank off of the floor and looked down into it and tried to snake that out and couldn't find a problem. But in the process of taking the toilet off the floor, he happened to look into the bottom of the toilet and noticed that there was something blue there. Now, there's nothing that's really supposed to be blue that's in a toilet. It turns out that his darling son had dropped a toy phone down the toilet, and that's what was slowing the whole thing down. So this guy had dug up his whole yard, took his toilet apart, all to try to find out what was causing this problem and hurried to get it done before all the relatives showed up and it turned out to be a toy that was stuck in the toilet itself. So I'd say that guy was a real idiot and that guy was me. (laughs) I'm like, I've heard this story before. I'm like, why do I think this was you, I was completely wrong on why I thought that that I figured I was smarter than the average uh, homeowner and knew that it thought it was the willow tree that had clogged the pipes. It had nothing to do with that. It was just a simple toy that was stuck in the crux of the toilet that I couldn't see. And we finally got that off, put the whole thing back together, threw the dirt back in the hole, and and, and then headed off to get ready for the party. <laughs> so you never know well, why <laughs> your toilet is clogging. And I wouldn't always think it's the most expensive possible thing, which is your septic system. Have the lines checked. Okay. Who knows? Maybe you'll find uh, something that got stuck in there. All right. 
Thank you so much. Marion Maryland's on the line with wood eating bees. Ah, <laughs> Mary, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you? My porch is being attacked by wood bees, and it has been under this attack for actually a couple of years now. Right. And um, there's sawdust on the floor, and there's holes in the ceiling. And I would like to know if there's some way that I could get rid of them without actually killing them. Have you tried to ask nicely? I have. I really have. In fact, I even took some mosquito spray out and thought maybe if I just sprayed around the holes, they wouldn't like that and would go away. But Yeah, well, unfortunately, the answer is no. Um, what you're talking about is carpenter bees. And once they find a place that they like, they will come back there over and over and over again because it's very tasty. So um, your options are to um, have them sprayed with uh, an insecticide. They use a powdery insecticide that they spray into the holes that will permanently discourage them from coming back because it will it will kill them. But there's there's nests in there, and that's what uh, that's why they're going in. They're drilling those holes to go in and lay eggs. So they're going to keep coming back. The other thing to think about doing is if you want to do some construction work, is you can change the wood areas of the that they're eating to a composite material like Azac. I did that on, on a garage that we have on our uh, property. It looks like wood. It looks like sort of that white pine trim that we see around, but it's a composite. It's made out of CPC, the same kind of uh, plastic that plumbing pipes is made out of. But it's got air cells in it, so it really cuts and looks like wood. You can even paint it. And once I did that, it was funny. The carpenter bees kept coming back to it because they thought it was wood, too. But I can imagine they're thinking, it looks like wood, doesn't taste like wood. And uh, once they figured out that it wasn't wood, they never came back again. Oh, wow. Well, that's a good thing. All right. So check it out online. It's azek, A-Z-E-K, dot com. And thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now we've got Russell who's dealing with a door that's just not sitting right. What's going on? Well, we recently... Uh had the windows and doors replaced in our house about eight months ago, and up until about two weeks ago, the door uh, locked fine. Now the deadbolt will lock. I mean, it'll go into the side of the door frame, but the doorknob itself won't go in, and these were pre-hung doors. And I don't know exactly how to diagnose a problem or even how I would go about fixing it if I was able to figure out what was wrong with it. So it's got increasingly warmer in Texas over the last couple of weeks, right? Uh, yes. And so I think what's happening is we're getting some swelling of the door jams or the door, and that's shifting things just enough to make the door uh, knob not uh, sit properly uh, in the uh, in the strike plate. So this is just a door adjustment. And did you install these doors yourself? Did you have a pro do it? 
they were done by a contractor. So, I mean, I think it's reasonable to ask the contractor to come back and adjust the doors because they're swelling now. Um, it is possible to put these doors in so that they work year-round without any adjustments. And so I think it just needs a minor adjustment. shouldn't be a big deal. But I would call the contractor, ask them to come back and fix it. Okay. Right. I'll give them a call. Yeah, nothing to worry about there, Russ. Pretty, pretty normal. Just needs a bit of adjustment, and and fixing a door or adjusting the door is, is is complicated if you don't do it every day, because it's it's kind of an interesting beast. It it has about six different ways it can move, and if you move in the wrong direction, that making it worse. So I'd have the pro come back and and fix it. Okay, I sure will. All right, good luck, Russ. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, this spring, we had a lot of wind-driven rain across the country, which makes now a pretty great time to check out your roof for signs of leaks because catching small leaks early is key to preventing larger problems later on. We're going to share how you can do just that in today's roof review tip presented by RoofMax. First of all, using a pro to inspect your roof once a year really is the best way to spot problems early. However, there are plenty of things that you can do yourself to identify signs of potential leaks. Yeah, start by checking the ceilings on upper floors for any stains or other signs of leaks. Now, you want to pay special attention to the ceilings above bathrooms and kitchens because plumbing vents pass through the roof above these rooms and often break down, causing leaks. Also, check for leaks above fireplaces, another spot that loose flashing can allow rain to enter. Yeah, now next, you want to head outside and examine your roof from the ground using binoculars or even a camera that has a zoom lens. Look for loose or missing shingles as well as loose flashing around your chimney, pipes, or where the walls and roof lines come together. Now, if you spot any problem areas, it's a lot easier to get those minor problems fixed now before they become major leaks later. And that's today's roof review tip presented by RoofMax. A RoofMax treatment restores flexibility in waterproofing protection of aging asphalt shingle roofs, extending life by as much as 15 years. RoofMax treatments come with a five-year flexibility guarantee and are purchased through a nationwide network of factory-trained and certified dealers who also apply the treatment. Learn more at RoofMax.com. That's RoofMAXX.com. Jan, in Texas, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? We have a, it's a very small bathroom, and they had built a tile shower in the, like the middle of the room. And I want to know if you can change the places where the shower and the toilet, or if you can just reverse them and use the existing drains. No, you can't, because the shower drain is about half of the size of the toilet drain waste vent pipe. Well, and it's a gray water line, too. Yeah. It's not... Well, they're going to drain to the same place, but you'd have to reconfigure the plumbing. So it's not quite that easy, but not impossible. Uh, what is this bathroom built on? Is it over a crawl space or a basement, by any chance, or is it over a slab? It's on a slab. Very expensive project. I would think of, a, I would think of something, other way to, to uh, redecorate that bathroom and make it uh, pleasant for you because switching those is a big job. You're going to have to tear up the floor to do the plumbing. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I guess we'll just leave it the way it is. <laughs> Looking better all the time, isn't it, Jen? <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. What were they thinking when they put the shower in the middle of the room? Views from from every part of the bathroom? I'm not sure. That's not a walk-up shower. It's a walk-around shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we're going to talk foundations with Randy in Idaho. How can we help you today? Well, I'm, I've got a crack in my foundation, and I, I'm wondering if I, what I want to do is a good idea. All right, what's your plan? 
first of all, um, it's a crack that's about an inch, inch, an inch and a half wide that's right on the corner, uh, about, oh, four or five inches up from the bottom, of the, from the floor of the basement. Okay. And it's, a, and it's buried, you know, there's like several feet of dirt above it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a crack appeared on the floor in the basement and then just dropped down about an inch and a half, and uh, the, the soil from outside was coming in from the outside and moisture and whatnot. This crack is on the basement floor or the basement walls? The wall in the corner. Okay, and you said that the, the crack is an inch and a half wide or it's an inch and a half long? About an inch to an inch and a half wide. Wow, that's a big crack. Eight in- yeah, about, well, the floor just dropped a little bit, Man. and then it's about eight inches in either, on either side of the corner. Okay, so the crack formed and the floor dropped. Is that correct? Both of those things happened? Correct. All right, so obviously something got very disturbed under there. I don't know if it was settlement or whatever it was, but it sounds like you lost some soil in there. As a result, you lost the support. A crack that's an inch and a half wide is a very large crack, and typically it's something that we would recommend you have a professional inspect before you just repair it on your own. But with, with, with that as, a, as, as our general advice, what is your plan? Well, I thought that what I'd do is I'd, I'd put some blackjack in the very back of it. I dug out as much soil as I could and cleaned it with like a toothbrush or a wire brush. Right. Well, that's, that's all. That's all uh, you're talking about patching the crack. I'm talking about supporting it so it doesn't get any worse. You can fill it, you know, five different ways. Uh-huh. What I'm concerned about is making sure that this instability isn't going to continue and get worse and affect the structural integrity of the wall. If you've got a crack that truly opened up an inch and a half, that is a very big crack. I mean, most of the time people talk to us about hairline cracks or cracks that open a quarter of an inch and are very concerned. If you've got a crack that's opened up an inch and a half, that's a huge crack. So here's what I would do. I would have, uh, I would consult with a structural engineer, have him inspect your house. Look at the foundation, look at the crack, and then write you a report that gives you step-by-step instructions on what should be done to address this. Either you do the repair yourself or you have an engineer, a, a contractor do it. It doesn't matter to me. But what's most important is that you have the structural engineer come back after the repair is done and certify that it was done sufficiently. And the reason you're going to do that is because eventually you're going to want to sell this house. And if you have this repair uh, done under the supervision of an engineer like that, it's sort of like a pedigree that says all is well and will alleviate any fears from a potential home buyer. I see. I see. That's kind of like a cover yourself kind of thing. Absolutely. Yep. And you're going to do it right. And most importantly, since you had the crack form and the floor drop, I'm concerned about what's going on underneath this. That's a very unusual set of circumstances. And it leads me to conclude that there's some instability underneath that corner of the foundation. All right. Well, uh, I think I'll uh, just start nosing around for one. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, guys, now that it's the warmer weather and we're trying to open all those windows for some fresh air throughout the house, are you finding that those windows open and close easily? Well, if those windows are hard to open or close, or maybe they just don't stay open or they don't lock, it could be a sign that the windows have been improperly installed or that they're just worn and need to be replaced. 
Now, another symptom could be excessive air leakage. So you want to try this. Have someone stand outside the window with a small flashlight, stand inside, and travel around the window's perimeter. If the person outside sees light coming through that small crack around the window, this could be an indication that the unit has not been properly installed or caulked or sealed, and it's probably contributing to energy loss. So if that's the case, you've got some decisions to make. Weather stripping is an easy-to-add item, and it can definitely solve the problem for now. However, it might also be a good time to consider replacement windows. Now, replacement windows are different than new construction windows. With replacement windows, you basically are replacing the operable portions of the old window. So, for example, if you've got old uh, double-hung windows with a wood sash at the bottom and a wood sash at the top, uh, you remove those sashes and you leave sort of the sides of the window, and then the replacement window sits in between that. It's all trimmed from the outside, so it looks perfect. Uh, but you don't have to actually tear out siding to get that uh, project done. It's an inexpensive, a far less expensive way, I should say, of getting new windows than where you, one where you would have to actually remove the siding and then attach the windows to the exterior wall and then reseal, reflash, and all of that. So it's a great option, especially for those of us with older houses. So think about it. Jenny in North Dakota, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hi, I'm calling to see how we can permanently remove some lilac bushes. You're not a fan of lilacs, I guess, huh? Well, it's not the idea of not being a fan. It's just that they were planted too close to the house. So why don't you transplant them? Is that possible? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, Jenny, if I could tell you the countless times as a child that my mom would, and even to this day, my mom, if seeing a beautiful blooming lilac bush or tree in the cover of night would make one of myself or my sisters or herself hop out of a car and pick other people's flowers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, tell me where you live. I'll take it. Give it to my mom. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the aroma. I love the, love the trees. They're just right in, and they're obscuring the sunlight that's coming through the picture window. And that's and... why they're doing so well, because they love the sunlight. But you can mm-hmm. absolutely transplant them. You just need to dig, you know, a, a diameter around the root ball, and then dig under, and just scoop it up and stick it somewhere else. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that would help. <laughs> Tammy posted her question to MoneyPit.com saying, The former owners of our home enclosed a back porch to expand the kitchen. One of the walls has water damage and needs repair. What should I do to proceed? You know, I'm always concerned when when people uh, remodel uh, a porch or a patio and basically turn it into living space. Because if it was living space from the beginning, it would be built a lot different, right? They're generally not designed to become living space unless they're reinforced from the foundation up. So the first step is to have an expert evaluate the porch structure because there's no sense spending money on walls if that structure is not properly supported. Uh, Next, if the foundation and framing are are solid, then you can identify the source of the leak and fix it, remove any old roofing or wall covering as needed to do that. Uh, But you want to make sure that you're not sort of throwing uh, good money after bad, as the saying goes, because if you spend money repairing a leak only to find that the foundation has failed, well, then you've got a much bigger issue to deal with pretty soon thereafter. All right, Tammy, I hope that helps you out. I understand you got this new house, and we want to keep it in tip-top shape, so let us know how else we can help. Well, believe it or not, it might be time to dust off that pink flamingo. Things are looking a lot more fun in yards and gardens these days, and Leslie's got the latest surprise trend in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? 
Yeah, you know what? It can be so much fun to create a garden at home that's kind of whimsical and enchanting and delightful. I mean, really adding these little touches can create fun and sparkle wherever you find them. Now, an enchanted garden is an easy DIY project that delivers endless enjoyment for kids and adults alike. And this could be your route to having a lot of fun in the yard. Now, an enchanted garden, I mean, it's kind of different from person to person, and that's where the fun begins. But here's kind of a couple ideas to help you get started. First of all, before you put anything in place, you need to choose a theme, the containers, the location. Maybe it's a flower pot. Maybe it's under a tree. Maybe it's a special little area in your flower bed. Whatever it is, kind of think about what that area looks like and what kind of whimsy fairyland it could lend to. Perhaps you've got a little garden bed that's full of ferns. That might be the perfect place for a tipped-over terracotta pot that's got a little magical land inside. So once you kind of get that, start to visualize what you want and keep your plants on track. If you can sketch something out, no matter how primitive that sketch is, Works great, helps keep you organized. And as you start to collect these items for your fairy garden, it's smart to lay them out in place to get a kind of a feel for how the garden will take shape before you start adding the small details or start gluing things together. Because, you know, once you kind of glue things, that's the way it's going to stay. Next, you want to consider the soil, the plants, the drainage. If you're starting with fresh soil, make sure it's a good garden mix that's going to drain very well. You also want to make sure that it's deep enough for any tiny plants that you're adding into this little design. Before you add the soil, though, you want to place a few pebbles in the bottom of a container and help improve that drainage. A lot of plants work well in enchanted gardens, but some of them are particularly well-suited. Think about ferns, succulents, tiny bonsai trees, those little beautiful primroses, lots of nice tiny details that really make for the whimsy of that space. Lastly, for a truly magical fairy garden, why not accessorize with glow-in-the-dark figures or tiny LED lights? You want to add sparkle and you want it to sparkle at night because that's when those fairies come out. So get magical, everybody, and have a wonderful time creating this whimsical little showpiece. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Here's something that's not magical, but it's absolutely something you can count on. It never fails. Your AC is going to go out on the hottest day of the year. We're going to share the most common reasons that AC units fail in the summer and what you can do to prevent that from happening to you on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.